In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said, Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But he hid himself and went out of the temple. So much for the theory that Jesus never claimed to be God. Before Abraham was, ego, I, me. It's the same language that God used with Moses from the burning bush. Who should I say it is that sent me, Moses asked. Ego, I, me. I am that I am. And now Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. His claim to divinity is certainly not lost on those who attempt to stone him in the temple itself. Nor is it likely that Jesus was saved from being stoned by a sweet spin move, a sprint, and some expert hide-and-seek skills. When John says that he hid himself and went out of the temple, it is plainly his divinity at work. But what does Jesus mean when he says to them, your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. The fourth century church father, John Chrysostom, points us to our Old Testament text, to the sacrifice of Isaac. And Chrysostom isn't alone on this. Of course, we immediately see the similarities between Isaac and Christ. Isaac was a miracle child born of a barren womb. Christ was a miracle child born of a virgin womb. The name Isaac means laughter. and The name Jesus was given because he will save his people from their sins. Isaac is the second born to Abraham. His firstborn, Ishmael, was born of the bondwoman, Hagar. But it is the second son, Isaac, who is the son of promise, born of the free woman, who will receive the inheritance. As Father Abraham had two sons, one of slavery and one of freedom, so God the Father has two sons, one of slavery and one of freedom. Adam, of slavery to sin, death, and the devil, and Jesus, of freedom from sin, from death, and from the devil. Just as it is Isaac rather than Ishmael who wins the inheritance, so it is Jesus rather than Adam who wins the inheritance. And thus it is not in Adam, but in Christ that we will receive all that the Father gives. We are all born into Adam, and in order to be born into Christ, we must be born again, born from above born of water and the Spirit. It is then the second son, Isaac, the miracle son and heir, whom Father Abraham must sacrifice, just as God the Father will sacrifice his second son, Jesus, the miracle son and heir. As Isaac was old enough to inquire of the sacrifice and old enough to carry the wood of the sacrifice, we see that he is also old enough to willingly lay down his life. In the same way our Lord Jesus said, No one takes my life from me, 
I lay it down of my own accord. And we see that the cross of our Lord is not at all divine child abuse, as heretics claim, but the Son willingly laid down his life in love for his Father and in love for us, trusting that his Father will raise him from the dead. Abraham laid the wood on Isaac, and Isaac bore it up the hill. And God laid the wooden cross upon Jesus, and Jesus bore it up the hill. Isaac was bound to the wood, and Jesus was nailed to the wood. And of course, climactically, the angel of the Lord stayed Father Abraham's hand, but no hand would stay God the Father's. God gave a ram to be sacrificed in Isaac's place, and God gave Jesus to be sacrificed in our place, the ram or lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The ram was caught in a thicket by its thorns, and our Lord Jesus had his head wrapped with a crown of thorns. Because the Lord provided the ram in, pl in the place of Isaac, Abraham named Mount Moriah, the Lord will provide. And some 2,000 years later, it was this very mountain upon which the Son of God, the Lamb of God, was provided. God be praised. So back then to the original question, and back to the answer that Chrysostom gives. What did Jesus mean when he said, Abraham rejoiced that he might see my day? He saw it and was glad. Chrysostom responds, how did Abraham see? In tupos and skia, in type and shadow. A lamb was offered for Isaac, and a spiritual lamb was offered for the world. What then is the day of Jesus that Abraham saw? His cross. Abraham saw that on the mountain of God, God would give his son, his lamb, for the life of the world. Abraham rejoiced and was glad. So where then is the sacrifice of God's son, the sacrifice of God's lamb, clearly preached? All the way back in the very first book of the scriptures, in Genesis chapter 22. And what then is the heart of the Abrahamic faith? The death of God's son and God's lamb that through this offspring of Abraham, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. In other words, Abraham was a Christian. And the Abrahamic faith is the Christian faith. It always has been and it always will be. Christianity didn't begin 2,000 years ago. Abraham was a Christian. And all who believed what Abraham believed were Christians. This means that the chosen people are none other than those who have faith in Christ. The chosen people are not the Hebrews as such, not the Jews as such, not Israel as such. This is why none other than St. Paul, a Hebrew, a Jew, and an Israelite, writes, 
for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. And not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of promise are counted as offspring. And even more clearly, Paul writes elsewhere, Know then that it is those of faith who are sons of Abraham. And that also explains why just a few verses earlier than our gospel text for today, Jesus says to his fellow biological Jews and biological sons of Abraham, who were trying to kill him, if you were the children of Abraham, you would do the works of Abraham, i.e., you wouldn't be trying to kill me. You would believe in me as Abraham believed. What does this mean? According to Jesus and Paul, the true sons of Abraham are not those who have Abraham's genes, but those who have Abraham's faith. From Abraham to the very present, the true sons of Abraham, the true Hebrews, the true Israel, are those who have faith in Christ. Israel hasn't been replaced by the church. Israel is the church. Not to comment on foreign policy as such, but the theological underpinnings of America's alliance with the modern nation-state of Israel are utterly mistaken. So-called Christian Zionism and all of the end times teaching that accompanies it are heresy. The modern nation-state of Israel has no biblical or theological importance whatsoever. The simple fact is that those who live in modern-day Israel are neither true Israelites nor true sons of Abraham. Unless, of course, like Abraham and like true Israel, they have faith in Jesus. There is, of course, nothing anti-Semitic about what I'm saying, unless one wishes to call Jesus and St. Paul anti-Semitic. They were Jews. Rather, with Jesus and with St. Paul, we pray for the conversion of the Jews to the faith of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Faith in the Messiah, Jesus. In fact, how utterly anti-Semitic, indeed how utterly satanic, to tell Jews that there is in fact salvation apart from Christ when there is no other name under heaven by which men can be saved. So I've titled this homily, The True Sons of Abraham, because we see that the entire Old Testament faith is faith in the coming Messiah, the seed of the woman who will crush the serpent's head, the Abel whose blood cries for our pardon, the Enoch who ascends to God and yet is with us always, the Noah who will save us by his holy ark, the beloved son who will be sacrificed on the mount of the Lord, the Lamb of God slain in place of the sinner, his head caught in a thicket of thorns. And if the author of Hebrews is correct, and obviously he is, in the sacrifice of Isaac, we see not only the cross, but also the resurrection. 
He writes, By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Figuratively speaking, Isaac was received back from the dead. And literally speaking, Jesus was received back from the dead. From Abraham to the present, roughly 4,000 years, God has been uniting Hebrew and Gentile into one true faith, faith in the Messiah, Christ our Lord. With God, there are no accidents. He has called you to this faith and to this family to be numbered with those who are of the sands of the seashore and of the stars of heaven. He calls only sinners. In the Bible, we see people of incredible faith and incredible character. People like Abraham, Sarah, and Isaac. But we also see that they were not always so. Idolaters, rebels, murderers, adulterers, thieves, liars, the covetous. And whatever your sins may be, he knows them better than you do. And he has taken them as his own. All the shame that you feel, Jesus has taken upon himself, that you need not feel ashamed. The Son of God has borne your sins as his own and put them all away. He has changed the death sentence with which your own heart condemns you to his holy absolution. And he has turned the dead end of death into a tunnel leading to eternal life. You need not earn this love of his. He gives it freely. You cannot lose his love. He loved you before you knew him. He loved you for knowing all your soul-deep sinful nature, all your character flaws that you can't correct, and all your sins. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And now he reckons us sinners no more. He reckons us righteous on account of his own atoning blood, not by our works, but by faith, which believes and receives all that he has done. So nothing in all creation can separate us from his love. Jesus said, Amen, Amen, I say to you, if anyone treasures my word, he will never see death. When we die, we won't see death because we'll see Jesus instead. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>